Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Parents or students who seek to influence a Leaving Cert grade awarded by teachers will be reported to the Department of Education. Uh, the move comes amid evidence of pupils who were quick off the mark to send messages of appreciation to teachers, which could be interpreted as seeking favourable treatment. In other words, when the announcement came the other day, loads of students suddenly got out to the teachers, how you doing, sir? Remember me? I was good in school, wasn't I? Wasn't I, sir? Wasn't I, sir? Uh, many schools have already sought to head off the problem by advising teachers that tuition uh, finished last Friday and not to have any more unnecessary contact with leaving start pupils or parents. This is a terrible situation, by the way. The Department of Education te- uh, teachers, principals and school managers are determined to deter any attempts to compromise the integrity of teachers in the face of the unprecedented approach to assessments this year for the Leaving Cert. And the exams have effectively been cancelled because of the logistical difficulties in trying to run them. I don't, I don't agree with that, by the way. But because of social distancing and other public health requirements imposed by COVID-19, instead, subject teachers will award an estimated mark of what they believe their pupil would have achieved if they had sat the exams under normal conditions. So what's going to happen essentially now is when your child sat their summer and Christmas exams and mocks, they retrospectively will become state examinations. Now, that is really unfair because when little Johnny or Mary did their mocks going back in February, wasn't it? Or did their Christmas exams or summer exams last year, They didn't believe they were state exams. They didn't know they were state exams. And if they had have known that, they might have tried a little bit harder, maybe, or done something different. But now, retrospectively, they are state exams. And I can guarantee you this is going to end up in the High Court. Also, there's question marks over how legitimate the actual leaving certificates will be. The certificate that you get to say that you did the leaving certificate or you qualified uh, from school. Uh, He was asked the other day, Joe McHugh was asked about the legalities of the certificate and he said he didn't know he needs to speak to the Attorney General in relation to it. So it's all a complete mess. Joe McHugh was there four weeks ago telling us all the leaving cert was going ahead come hell or high water and then he did a complete 360 the other day because he went to a meeting last Friday and there was opposition by who? I wonder. Was it the school teachers who weren't willing to bend backwards to help those students to do the, the, the leaving cert? Was it somebody else? Who was it that put the spanner in the works and made it difficult? Surely if everybody got together, they could give students the option on July the 29th of actually doing the Leaving Cert or not. And people are saying, well, the option is there. Well, the option isn't there. The option is that you do it next year so you lose a year out of your academic life. That's not good enough. There should have been a consent and an option there to do it or not do it. Because I can guarantee you there are 50% of students who want to do that exam. Let's stop treating them like cotton wool. So... Work is continuing on agreeing a protocol around the nature of what may be permissible in terms of any engagement between teachers and pupils, parents, and the consequences of any serious attempt to influence a teacher. Now, I don't know whether they're going to bring in fines for this. Finalising the detail of what would constitute serious lobbying uh, will be tricky with uh, distinctions to be drawn between what may have been intended purely as a jockey comment and a seri- or a jokey comment and a serious attempt to influence. Uh, schools must also be mindful of the normal rites of passage associated uh, with the end of school and they need for sta- and the need for staff in six years to be able to connect and say goodbye to each other. Yeah, okay. So in other words, you know, I don't, they don't even know whether you're able to ring your teacher or contact your teacher and say, listen, thanks very much for the last six years, it was five years, it was great, because that could be considered, you know, to be kind of 
I suppose, not jokey, as they say, to be trying to influence them in some way. So I want to know, can you blame parents or students for contacting their teachers? I mean, if you're a student and you're a little bit concerned about what a teacher might think about you, you know, on a personal level, you know, you, the parents might ring up and say, listen, you, I know you didn't get on well with Johnny or Mary, but look, they're a good student. You, you'll remember that, won't you, when you're given the grades? I mean, I think most parents care about their children. That's why they would do it. Do you believe there should be sanctions for parents who do that? Should there be sanctions for parents who try to involve themselves or influence a teacher when it comes to grading for this year's Leaving Cert? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Helen, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Helen? Nile, hi. How are you? Sorry for leaving you waiting so long there, you're Helen. Okay. You're well, okay. I should have been taking notes when you were talking about the old days of the chicken and chips in oh, the nightclubs. Oh, yeah. Do you remember, do you, do you remember those <laughs> I days? I do. I do. I know. And, and the little ticket, it looked like a raffle ticket that you get going in. That's what you presented then to Absolutely. get your basket. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or if, you, if, your, if your mate had one and he wasn't using one, he'd give you his and you'd have two of them. <laughs> Exactly. I'd be very sorry. That very romantic, day. wasn't it? And you were kind of rushed in and rushed out again. You'd have to get it into you very quickly, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, if you saw those places in daylight, you'd go, oh my God. I know. Some yeah. of the stuff that they served up in some of those nightclubs, <laughs> I swear you wouldn't give it to your dog. Yeah, it didn't kill us though. No, because if they were, all those nightclubs were in hotels, so generally it was the chicken or the turkey. We I remember at one stage in Club M, they had turkey curry, right? And it was the turkey that was left over from the, you know, from the buffet in the hotel yeah, from yeah. that day. And it was all dumped, obviously, into a pot and they make oh, a curry of it. And yeah. it was grand. You know what I mean? As I said, didn't kill us. No, no, we're still alive. <laughs> so, Helen, getting back to you have twins who are due yes. to sit the exams. And we spoke to you going back a couple of weeks ago. How are they mm-hmm. feeling now since the announcement on Friday? Uh, overall, they're happier. I, I would say when the announcement eventually came, it was sort of, they were a bit deflated because it was so much talk on social media and on the airwaves last week, it's cancelled, it's not, it will be, it won't. That's, they, you know, I'd say they were, they just didn't know what to think when it was announced. It, it's, going back on a couple of things you said, it, it, there was never a fair solution. There was never a solution that was going to be 100% fair. Personally, I feel this is the best of the worst options. Uh, again, I know you said you didn't agree with it being cancelled, but I don't know how they could have gone ahead. If with a bit of effort. I don't know, though. You see, well, we hang on. If we can open situation. an optician, if we can open a restaurant, if we can open pubs by August, if we can have, according to the roadmaps, if we can have, you know, uh, small assemblies of people, um, surely to God we could have managed to give students the option. 50% of them probably would have, would have said, no, I want grades. The other well, 50% who want to do it could have been accommodated. I don't think going, again, I'm just going by my two now, but they would have said even within their own cohort of friends that initially it was maybe 50-50, but within the last couple of weeks it had gone up to 75% wanted to go with predictive grading. The other thing That's because we were all talking about it. We were all nearly encouraging them. But you see, now you're saying, okay, if we can open a restaurant or if we can open, but we don't know that we could be in a situation where we open up a little and next thing we have an issue and we have to close down again. No, absolutely. But I don't think that type of uncertainty should be hung on their leaving cert. I think that's the main reason in the first place that it was, that they had to cancel it because they're least at risk, Helen. You know, I mean, they're they're least at risk when you look at the stats out there, for example. But it's who are they going home to? Oh, absolutely. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. A contact issue. Absolutely, and I get that. And those who would be immune compromised or might have elderly parents could opt out of that, right? Or indeed, what they could say is, I want to do the living cert, but I'll have to isolate for 14 days afterwards. Fair enough. But there could have been an option there for them to do it. And there are many others that don't have those risks and are qu- maybe have younger parents, and they're quite happy to do it. 
I still, you see, I think what happened is on Good Friday, uh, Joe McHugh said, more than likely, it'll be the 29th of July. And I know you brought it up previously on, on other shows and that. There was a mental mental health issue as well with the children. To hang them and say, it might be, it might be, probably not. And that was, I think, personally for me, that was the biggest overarching thing. Oh, the, un- the uncertainty, absolutely. The uncertainty and what it was doing to them. Now, I know... No, and, and, I, and I agree with you, yeah. and that's why I agree there should be graded. If, if students want to be graded, well and good. But what I didn't agree with was not giving them the option because they're saying they're giving them the option they can do the leave insert next year. That's no good. The, year, the academic but year is gone. how would you work that? Would you say you're graded, but then if you're not happy with your grade, you no, sit no, your no, exam? No, 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 no. What I'd say, to, what I'd say to students who are confident, I would say to them, look, you want to do the leave insert, you sign this bit of paper, that's your leave insert. If you want grades, you sign this bit of paper, you have to accept that because the government are going to find themselves in a situation in about a year's time where there's loads of students taking them to court, right? We, that, that's nearly a given at this I stage. I know, that's the big talk today. Yeah. Is that okay. one of the biggest issues, yeah. Okay, so they, if they signed it and said, listen, I want to do the leave insert or I want grades and I'll accept that, that's fine. But at least you're giving them the choice. No, I heard you say that the other day and there's a, an element of, okay, sense to that. But I'm just thinking if, as it stands at the moment, again, it's not definitive, but I think Joe McHugh said he would hope the results would be out around the time the leaving search would be, right? Which is usually around the 13th of August. So what about then the people that would opt to sit it? And they're not sitting it until the end of July. So their results wouldn't be out until maybe October. Well, with respect, with respect we're not go- if you only had 50% of those sitting it, which I imagine would be the case, they could easily get those exam results uh, corrected a lot quicker if they really tried. They need to make an effort. We need to start thinking outside the box. It's a, you know, a difficult time. It's yeah. unprecedented, as everyone keeps saying. I'm pretty sure we could do it a lot quicker if we needed to. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I definitely, I don't know, so I wouldn't hazard a guess to say that they could do it a lot easier because even we were talking, again, coming back to my smaller situation, right, but it maybe reflects the bigger one. I'm looking at, in one case, a class of 90, uh, six years, the other has 120. Then you've teachers who have classes of 30 who have to grade, this is my understanding, their class from 1 to 30. Then they go to the principal then uh, the principal decides on the, the their gradings and then all their past exams go into account as well and then mirror that by all the schools around the country. It is no mean feat what they're looking for and if they're looking for as much fairness as possible, they have to, you know, they're going to have to take time on it. Yeah, but, but students did those exams last year and their mocks in February uh, not under the pretense that they were going I to be know. state exams. Yeah, no, I appreciate and now we're retrospectively yeah. saying they were state exams. We, she can't do that to a student. No, no, you can't. But what I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to say, right, we can't sit a leaving cert this year. But what we're going to do in the, uh, for fairness sake is to go back and see how you were getting on over the, we'll say, I'd say four That's exams. a guessing game. And not only that, and not only that, I'm sure you've heard the department are going to be looking at each school and saying, "Well, that school last year only performed, you know, this many average, this many points. So there's no way a student could get that many points. So we're going to reduce that grade." So that's the, they're going to be looking at schools. So kids from desk schools. Well, well, that's what they've said. And, and kids, say, from desk schools won't do as well as kids from private schools because they would normally perform their schools in general normally perform better. So. would have hoped that there would be something like if you had somebody in a desk school but who was academically very strong. They have been strong for the last two years. Their exams results show that because my understanding is that if a teacher gives a grade to somebody, if they have something to stand by to prove 
that that person is entitled to that grade. I think it's they're more concerned about somebody who's all of a sudden popping up as a H1, who was always a H5, that they're the people who are going, look, there's no way that could happen. But if you... Well, it can happen. It 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 has happened. And this is the problem, that those sort of things do happen. You know, you've got children, for example, that wasn't there a young girl there last year who was an asylum seeker or the year before who, you know, didn't obviously hadn't been in the country a long time and she got maximum points or something like that. So, these, you know, these kind of unusual situations, I'm not saying she didn't deserve it, by the way, she clearly yeah, did deserve know. it. But what I'm saying is these unusual situations happen. OK, let me get back to the original question because we're going off yeah. on a tangent. <laughs> Should a parent be sanctioned, fined? I don't know what they're going to do. They haven't decided yet. You know, if, you know, mammy rings up or daddy rings up the teacher and says, well, you, you know, little Johnny, I know you don't get on too well with him but you know he's been a good student now you know what I mean I don't think parents should contact the schools I, I don't think so because I don't think it's fair on the teachers and I think as a parent I know possibly human nature being what it is you'd be tempted maybe I should just ring him and say he wasn't great that day of the exam or do they remember that he was out sick for a couple of weeks or yeah like we had a kid, kid out sick for the mocks here the other day we were talking about it on Friday and a kid our mother was on said yeah. our kid was out sick for the mocks I saw the booklet that came out from the Department of Education and they said they would go back over past exams and then they mentioned the mock, uh, the mocks, the pre-leavings and in brackets then they said with caveats. Yeah, but we know there was cheating going on in the mocks as well too, you know what I mean? Plus there are schools that don't do them at all. Yeah. That they don't. Plus there are two different companies that issue them. So I'm, I'm hoping that the, because I, I don't, know everything by any means I've only just what I've read and seen the booklet I would be hoping that well first of all localised in a school that the principal and the teachers are going to know issues that were going on if somebody was out sick for half their pre's they're going to know that well, I, well I, I hope they do and I hope all these things are taken into consideration but to be fair stay there for a second because Bernie you're on Classic Hits as well Bernie how are you Bernie, I'm can, can you understand why parents might feel the need to contact the teacher of the school I would, I would absolutely, because, I mean, we're going nine weeks down the road, and to be honest, my brain is, wouldn't be, I have kids, my four kids are grown up, but I mean, I would like to talk to the teachers, um, you know, where the subjects were the week, say my kid at Christmas got an E or an F in, in maths, and then they did the mocks, and, you know, we don't, you know, they got barely passed, but I'd like to know overall, like, how is my child going to do with, with predictive, predictive Great. Uh, grading. Yeah. Like, why can't we do the leading cert? I really don't understand. In this present, uh, you know, these times they keep telling us about, surely to God we could do it on the 29th of July, have the students divided up between national and secondary schools. Not uh, any other child is going to be in the class, only the people And there's no the junior course. cert, so they're not going to be yeah. there. Yeah. And yeah, do them, you know, can we do it for once, a one-off? This hopefully is a one-off event that we won't have to repeat this next year, that this is going to eventually die down. Can we not do the leading cert and let all the children who have done it have, have been partaken in the, in the curriculums for the last five since their junior cert? Let them do the leading cert and let them get on with it. Why can't we do that? What is wrong but, with us as a country not to do that? But I think that was our issue, Niall, is that there was no plan. We, wa- they wa- we wanted to do it. It was going to happen on the 29th, but there was no backup plan. There was nothing to say, how was it going to happen? Their halls weren't booked. They weren't saying to people, okay, you're divided between, you know, there's going to be 10 in a room. There's going to be... Well, they were, well, they were, well, they were saying that. They but were... They they were they, there was nothing. I know I they mean, didn't have a definitive plan, but they were saying there's going to have to be social distance and it'd have to be two metres apart. Night, it was too loose. It was like, there's going to be have to be. Like, what if, and uh, that other lady there just mentioned, like, I mean, if, 
you have, okay, they're all, please God, hopefully healthy 18-year-olds. Yeah. But, I mean, you have a situation like I would have spoken to my daughter's principal and he was saying, what if on the fifth or sixth day your daughter isn't looking great, she isn't well, and what about the people around her? And then, okay, this is a very selfish view, but then we come back and her twin brother would have to go into quarantine as well. I think it was too, they don't know. The medical situation is... Do you know what? I, I, I mean, I find myself, you know, wanting to say things that people are not going to agree with me on. But so what if, you know, little Mary gets a bit of a cough down the back of the class uh, during the leaving cert? It's not a cough, uh, it's COVID-19. Oh, well, 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 whatever, right? The point is, these are young people. If that is the case and she got a cough or symptoms of COVID-19, she should be isolating anyway. So when she's finished the exam, go home and isolate. If she really yeah. wants or he really wants to do the exam. But if I think, I think we could have worked it out. Yeah, but yeah. I think the, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I think the, the issue with a lot of parents that I spoke to is that, okay, we accepted 29th of July, it's going to happen. But that was it. It was very loose. Oh, we, we social distance probably. We'll, we'll probably this, probably but did, that. But these kids are not social distance. And I'm looking at kids every single day of the week and they're hanging around together on greens. And are you telling me during the summer these kids are not going to be meeting up anyway? Well, well at the it, moment, is it? the name comes up they are going to be of course I mean look at the roadmap the roadmap says you know on different dates the small assemblies allowed larger assemblies allowed all before the 29th of July so yeah. what I'm saying is but those kids are going to be meeting up anyway but it's not definitive and that's the issue with the leaving cert the roadmap is hopefully we can open hopefully we can continue but so we were opening the open. schools two weeks after this was over but now that's not definite that's well, on the plan, isn't it? I mean, sorry, Bernie, but okay, getting back to, uh, you know, influencing teachers. Uh, I, wouldn't, Bern- I wouldn't call it an influence, uh, Niall, to be honest. If I, I have four kids, right? And if the two of them were doing the Leaving Cert together, the two lads were doing the Leaving Cert, I, I would find it hard to stretch my imagination as to how they, they didn't do too great at Christmas. They didn't, they probably did okay at the, the mocks. But I mean, I wouldn't base it on that, you know, whole history. Like, why would, that's not fair. You know, because they probably would have worked hard. If I remember correctly, they did work hard. They wanted so many points to do the college courses they wanted. So between the mocks and the leaving cert, they would have put their effort in to finish it. So let them do it, the leaving cert, regardless. I don't think basing it on predictive text or check-in or whatever you call it is, is the right way to go. Well, I, I, I half agree with you and I half agree uh, as well with what Helen is saying because I believe there should be an option to do either and um, because there are students out there who are absolutely terrified or maybe in an immune compromised situation or may have elderly parents that they can't go home to so I understand why they might be concerned uh, but there are other students out there who don't give two flying you know what's and realistically COVID to them personally is not much of a risk because as we can see from the data around the world very few children have actually died from it um, so the point is I think there should have been an option there to continue to do it if you wanted to just Stay there, both of you, for a second. Let me go to Mary, and we are focusing a lot, actually, on whether the exam should have been on or not. And that's not really what I wanted to talk about as such, but I want to understand why everyone wants to talk about that. Mary, you're on Classic Hits. How are you doing, Mary? Hi, Niall. Hi. Um, Niall, since the news um, last week there, my daughter was in tears. Um, she wanted to do her leaving cert. And to be honest, they've had a roller coaster of emotions. They're doing it. They're not doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, all the, you know, social media has a huge part in this with young people. And there's also a lot of people homeschooling children. Anyway, she wants to do it. And the first way I think what they should do is look at their indication of what they want to do in college life on their CAO form back in January. And nobody that opted they wanted to do medicine is going to change that. 
So they should have accommodated all the students with one of their top three choices mm-hmm. and maybe taken into account they're a grade A student, right? They definitely would have got the 600 whatever for medicine down along the line and used their, you know, initiative there. And that would have been the fairest way because you have students last Friday when the announcements came or whatever evening um, drinking and celebrating on social media because they know going back through they have got their points for their course. Yep. And you have other students devastated. So what they've actually done in my eyes, looking at my daughter, is they've even divided the camaraderie. They were as a group, all or nothing. And they have split the young people down the middle with some delighted and celebrating and others devastated with the worry of the predicted grades. Will they get enough points for their course now? Because uh, as I said earlier on, no student in the last two years went through the two years thinking this is a state exam. Um, I'm going to be assessed at the end of this. So we're retrospectively doing that, which I believe is not legal. I I don't think it'll be legally standing. I think there will be a challenge in the High Court. And I don't believe, as Joe McHugh was asked the other day, do you believe this leaving certificate, the actual physical certificate that a child is entitled to by law and the constitution of the country under the Education Act, is that legitimate and legal? And he said he would have to check with the Attorney General. So I don't believe that this is going to be legitimate at all. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really unfair. I think they've been through enough emotional. It's caused so much stress. And that's in households as well. That's where parents now have the outfall of this decision, where you have some students, some friends delighted, knowing through Moodle or whatever, they have their points, and others not sure. And my daughter has worked tirelessly since the mocks, since the mocks doing online, you know, still doing online. But the thing about it is, you're you're absolutely right. And Mary, and I'll say this to Bernie as well, and also to Helen. We've had eight weeks almost between, you know, the start of all this kind of carry on to right now. In that eight weeks, if the Minister of Education really cared about the students, what they could have done was... And their mental health. They could have adjusted the Leaving Cert examination not to reflect anything past Christmas. In other words, if there was something in algebra or something in maths, for example, that didn't happen yet and they had that was part of the curriculum, they could have drawn it back a bit I'm not saying making it easier, but only reflecting what they would have learned in the first year and a half, if you know what I mean. And that that, that would have been fair to everybody. But I think that that lady there, Mary, is it, that just said the mental health is very important. And it's been like pulling teeth for the last eight weeks. It has. It It has. has. And like the social media and the press and then there was politicians saying, oh, um, you know. It's not over yet. Oh, I know. I I can tell you now it's not over yet because what I'm worried about now is there'll be another announcement in a week and a half saying, oh, I'm sorry, we legitimately can't do this. Uh, It wouldn't be legal. We've got advice from the the Attorney General and now we're going to have to go back to the the leaving cert again. Yeah, this is the scary thing. And Niall also, you know, like the GAA places where you have big theatres and all those places that aren't been used, surely they could be, you know. Absolutely. We, and, we, uh, we, we could have come to some arrangement. Actually, stay there for a second, ladies, if you can, because I have to take a break. We could have come to some arrangement. Uh, I don't believe enough people uh, co- were cooperating to actually make this happen. And I know there was insurance issues as well. The insurance company said, uh, you know, the insurance policies in school wouldn't cover students who were all together. They could have worked that out very easily. Parents could have been told not to drop them off at the gate. They could have been given staggered times to come in, like a set off into groups of A, B, C, D, E. A comes in 10 minutes earlier. B comes in 15 minutes earlier. C comes in 20 minutes earlier. And Whereas they could have been all given staggered times to come into the examination hall. Niall, hey, it's Neil. Niall, you did say before, like, you know, it's no problem with the students. They'll get over, they'll deal with it, the whole shebang. But as I said before, the problem is going home to underlying people with underlying conditions. That's the problem. I would argue that's always been a problem in life, but anyway. Niall, hey, it's Neil. Niall, you did say. Niall, hey, it's Neil. 
<laughs> Sorry, Neil, I had you already. I do apologise, Neil, for playing you twice. Hi, Neil, just wondering, what are they going to do about this year's fifth-year class that have lost three three months of their education for their, for their leaving set next year? Yeah, they're not going to do anything about it, it seems. What about contracting COVID in a crash uh, situation when your bosses, you know, you can't keep your distance from the kids and you're changing a nappy? Well, no, you can't. But the evidence is shown now from two different countries. Well, Switzerland is one. I think Belgium was the other. I can't remember. But the scientists have shown now at this stage, although we haven't adopted it yet in this country, I would like to think that we will because uh, the WHO have also verified that there is no evidence in any contract tracing of a child passing it on under the age of 10, of a child under the age of 10 passing COVID-19 to an adult. So that, that, now we haven't adopted that yet because that would make a great difference. We could open primary schools, but in Switzerland they've already opened the primary schools and they've told under 10s you can hug your granny and hug your kids. Now, I'm not, I don't want you to take that as gospel. It's up to our government to give you that advice, but scientists have already established that and the WHO has established that a true contact tracing, there is not one case of a child passing it on under the age of 10 to an adult. Uh, but anyway... Um, let me go back to, if I can, Bernie. Bernie, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Bernie? Hi, Niall. Um, one point I wanted to say was we had uh, people in their past, you know, patients who had appendicectomies and tonsillectomies and various conditions, and they did their leaving cert, continued. The Department of Health sent in a, somebody to uh, sit with them while they did the exams on the day with French, maths, Irish, mm-hmm. and they organised that with the ward the patient was on, and the person was allowed to continue with their leaving cert with, you know, been observed and monitored and could that not be put in place for people who may or may not be doing their leaving cert that may or may not have developed symptoms or you know have it and still continue with their leaving cert if they're well enough to do it we also we we also have the best technology in the world now i don't know why there isn't a situation where they can do it at home now i know people will say that they can cheat uh, but surely we can come up with some sort of technology that would stop that from happening i I don't know maybe i'm i'm not a technical wizard so i can't figure it out um, no, no, I mean, I mean, Mary. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, you you know of students and your own daughter who are devastated yeah. by this now. The stress, the stress. I I don't think they can actually take much more stress, and it it pours into family as well. We're all locked in at home, and you know, they their future has literally been taken out of their hands. And there was two sets of papers for the mocks, and there was a lot of cheating. My daughter decided not to engage in that because of it, it was false. And, so that, that's wrong too. So everything is up and down and up and down. They should just go back to what they had intended on doing on their CAO form. Okay, well, do me a favour with both of you. Stay there for a second because I want to go to Graeme, a uh, school teacher. Graeme, how are you doing? You're on Classic Kids. I'm doing okay now. How are you getting on? Graeme, I mean, this meeting that happened last Friday, I mean, Joe McHugh was gung ho. He was doing this, and that was the end of it, sure. And then, as somebody said earlier on, he did a 180. No, I think he did a 360 because he did turn right around. Uh, but um, he decided all of a sudden now, oh, we can't do it because of objections that were raised at the meeting. I'm assuming by the TUI, the ASTI, and the schools yeah. themselves in relation to insurance. That's a pretty big assumption, no? Uh, well, well I, he said there was, there was a lot of objections, um, and the, the schools themselves in relation to insurance. Uh, um, that they yeah, couldn't the guarantee, they couldn't guarantee the, the safety of the children. Yeah, and if they can't, then it shouldn't go ahead. I don't agree with the plan, the predictive grading, by the way. But yeah, that's a separate thing. You, seem to, you don't seem to be able to stay on the, on the actual topic of the story. Wasn't it about? Well, uh, that, well that's <laughs> what it is. Well, that, well, well, it's not, well, Graeme, it's not my fault if people want to talk about other part, aspects of it <laughs> yeah, as well. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, Graeme. I mean, okay, you're a school teacher. Would you oh. be confident that you? Now, I know you're not teaching leaving cert. You're what? What years? Are you, what year are you teaching? 
Um, currently, I teach first to fifth, first to fifth year, but um, I run ASD special classes, so I don't teach curricula. I, I don't teach my subjects I'm qualified in. Oh, okay, all right, because you're okay. You're special. You're doing special needs assessment. Special needs. Well. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, but would you be confident if you were teaching sixth year? Would you be confident in saying, you know, all right, Tommy O'Reilly, Tommy O'Reilly, remember him well? Yeah, not a bad student, mm. plenty of potential. You saw that clip too, did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Would you be? <laughs> what was his nickname? Google O'Reilly. <laughs> I, I forget something like that. Oh, Google O'Reilly. So, would you be confident in saying I'll give him four hundred and fifty points? I, I'm obviously I'm simplifying the thing, but yeah, would you, would would you be confident in doing that? Um, confident that I could do it, or confident that it'd be fair? Confident um, that confident that you'd be fair. I think I could do it. Do I think it would be fair? No, I don't. I mean, for example, my own leaving cert. I dropped a hundred points between the between the marks and the real thing. I'd have loved to got my marks as the result. So you would have done um, better if you had had a predictive An grade. awful lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's and it was me all fault because I was well above what I needed, and I sat in my arse and did nothing. Um, so my, the results reflected that. But, and then uh, you ended up as a school teacher. Sorry. I did. <laughs> Sorry, I'm joking. I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> so, so, but do you think most teachers would be confident in, in grading students? I, confident in that nature. they can accurately do it reflective, I would think so. Confident that it is a fair way of doing it? No. Because well, I don't think it is. Well, then are, Helen like, and Ber- are, Hel- are Mary and Bernie right and saying that we should have gave students the option? Again, look, it all comes back to whether it's safe or not. And I'm, you know, I'm not qualified to judge whether it's safe or not. But look, it also but look, it all look comes at the back stats. Health where you can predict something two months in advance. We can't predict that. Well, you have a T-shook at the moment predicting what's going to happen in two months and giving us a roadmap, for God's sake. He's telling no, the schools are going to be open a, in September. They've given, potential, they've given a potential roadmap. Ah, come that on. Can, the, that can, no, there's no accident. Ah, but hold on. Air roadmap you, is longer than most other countries. Look at Boris Johnson yesterday. For, well, yeah. actually... Oh, really? That idiot. Yeah. <laughs> you not liking the nuance of something doesn't make it not true. You know for you know what we're saying is true. But yeah, but we have a, we, all the teachers don't want to do it. But we have a long roadmap, Graham. It's actually some countries have said that it's too long. And New Zealand uh, Prime Minister has said that our, our roadmap is too extended. That we should be getting back to work sooner. So our roadmap yeah, is fairly, we went, it's no, fairly we safe. It's cautious. They did initially. Yeah, I but mean, they shut down before they had a single death. Yeah, but it's initially. a cautious roadmap. We did. It's a cautious roadmap, Graham. Nile, sorry, could you ask yeah. Graham what does he think of the CAO? Those decisions for the CAO were made in January, so that was the child's intention, you know, down along the line to get those points for that course. You know what I mean? They're not going to change them now. So if they didn't allow any changes, what does he think of that, if that was looked into? The CAO, in conjunction with the schools, coming up with a fair thing to give all students one of their top three choices? Um, Okay, not my expertise. To be honest, um, if it was safe, and again, I think that one, and I think it would be far easier than running a proper leaving cert, you replace the whole thing with a single Cat, cat 4 assessment, which yeah. is um, a more complicated version of an IQ test, and can be tailored, and it's not a, is it a good solution? No. There are no, like one of your um, speakers said a while ago, there are no good solutions. There's no right which answers, is, I understand which one, is the le- which one is the least crap, is basically what you're looking at. And personal opinion, I think that one. Um, because, now again, it's based on safety, but it would be based on you do having to do an assessment. It's not something you can study for, so a lot of the stress in relation to students would be removed. Not all of it, but a significant amount of it. Um, it is a single assessment, so people say, "Oh, who doing six subjects for the leaving cert? So that could be eight, nine, or ten exams instead of just one." So again, potential risk around it gets. And how, do, how does that work? Is, so how do, for, for ticks like me, how does that work? I mean, so it's one exam that has a little bit of everything in it. Yeah, it's it's basically assessment. It's not something you can study for a predictor. Or anything are they like that. multiple and choice questions? Is it? 
Essentially, aptitude. Yes. You're talking about an aptitude yeah. test. Yeah, aptitude what's test. What's that got to do with the CAO, though? I'm talking about the form the students filled in. in I know, I just think it, I'm aware that obviously the form, I just think it's a better solution. I, in relation to the CAO, I, I, have I students put down is, unrealistic expectations? Were. And if, if well, I, well I, I, I think, I, Mary, sorry for interrupting you, I think you've got a really good point, uh, and I understand the point you're trying to make. You know, you don't want somebody who is not qualified to be a doctor, being a doctor. Well, they to, would drop out by Christmas now. Yeah, absolutely. Course, they weren't able for yeah, it. They wouldn't yeah. be able to do that. And they wouldn't have put that on their CAO. Yeah. So I think if they weren't allowed, you know, generally they can change their CAO from this or whatever. If yeah, so no one is going to them. aim higher than they could actually probably think exactly. they could achieve. Uh, and I, I think that's a fair point, Graeme. I mean, if somebody is only heading for, a you know, 420 points, they're not going to put down they want to be a doctor on their CAO no. because they know they're not going to achieve it. No, so allow Agreed. no changes. Agreed. Allow no changes There are some people who put on realistic expectations, but they've been minority. Mm-hmm. And Graeme, do you do you predict you'll be back in work by, by September? Yes, absolutely. Well, when I say back in work, back in school, physically in school. Yeah. As in, obviously, yes, I'm still working, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Well, um, this, yeah. well, this is the part I don't understand then. I mean, we're saying that schools will be open. We're saying that we're going to, according to the, the roadmap, which I think is a very cautious roadmap, we're saying that there will be assemblies, larger assemblies of people. Now, that could mean 50, right? Um but they're saying that, you know, we'll be able to visit friends and family. They're saying that, you know, uh, neighbours from other alternate households will be able to visit each other at that point of the roadmap. So why can't we have people doing exams two weeks before that? So it's not going to make a huge amount of difference two weeks before that. Well, it'd be a month before that. Well, uh, no, well, July. well ending, ending two weeks before that. Yeah, it would uh, end yeah, on what date? The 19th, I think, or something like yeah, that? Starting a month, July 29th of the month, essentially a month. Yeah. Um, because, again, like we just said, that is the plan. There is no guarantee that that is what will happen. Do I think I will be back at school? Yes. Do I think it is likely there will be some kind of staggered intake of students? Do I think everyone will be back in the exact same as they were before we closed? No, I don't. Again, I'm not, ex- and it, that's not my area of expertise, like, so obviously I could be wrong. But I don't think that's what's going to happen. I don't think it's workable. I mean, I mean, what do we, what do you want to, why don't we just close down the education system altogether? Because, I mean, it's getting, it's getting silly at this stage, Graeme. I mean, a lot of countries now, including Germany and many other countries, have sent their students back to school. I mean, the education, our education system is vital. And we seem to be taking our time looking after it or even thinking about what we're going to do. They're all going into panic mode now saying, how are we going to open the schools in September? Sure, so it's only, Medical advice. That's it's only, we, it's only May. It's only May. I know it is. Yeah, well, how are they predicting this? Or how, why are we fighting over this already? I mean, why didn't we just leave things as it was? And by the time we got to July, I'm pretty sure people will feel a lot different about this COVID-19 than they feel now. But because uh, even if you're going to, on debts alone, and I know people are going, mm-hmm. yeah, seen again, of no party affiliation. But I mean, we're eighth worst in the world per head of population for death. Now, because we're a small population, it's a small number, and it doesn't jump out like America or the yeah, UK or whatever. And I think was, was the figure sixty-three percent of those. And I'm not suggesting, by the way, that other people's lives are not worth as much as others. If you know what I mean, everybody's life is valuable, but sixty-three percent of those deaths happened in care homes. And everybody's saying the same thing: we should be protecting those who are vulnerable, and not everybody else. We should, but where do, but where do the, those who are vulnerable get those infections? Exactly. But this is something we should have done at the very start and we should be doing it now. We should be making sure that those people who are vulnerable and we don't have that situation, but not cracking, as Mary Lou MacDonald mentioned the last week, cracking a nut with a sledgehammer. And that's what we're currently doing. uh, 
I wouldn't be taking my advice on Mary Lou McDonald now on very, on very much. Uh, by the way, Graeme, getting back to the original question, um, can you yeah. understand why parents might say, you know, your phone will ring and it's, you know, uh, Johnny's mother and Johnny says, now listen, Graeme, you know he, he missed his mocks this year and, you know, but you know he's a good kid, you know what I mean? But you, you make sure you look after him. Uh, I can understand the parent doing it as long as they can understand me ignoring him. Well, I mean, but would you ignore them? Uh, would I ignore not take the phone call? Uh, no, I'm not going to be rude for the sake of it. But is that going to change what I would? But it might know? remind you of something. Like it might remind you. Or do you remember he was out sick for a couple of weeks? That kind of took into consideration why he didn't do well that summer exam or whatever. So it might remind you of something to draw your mind back to something. You know what I mean? Or you know, there's yeah, a student makes an special effort. That kind of stuff anyway. You know, or maybe he didn't do well in his mocks and maths, and then you know, the, and the teacher saying to him, "Well, you, you know yourself for the last parent-teacher meeting, Graham, you told me he'd improved a lot since his mocks. He's really made an effort." You know what I mean? So. Yeah, but again, you, as teachers, we have records of that kind of stuff anyway. Um, so, would a parent ringing make any? And again, like I said, I'm not in a situation where I'm currently doing that, but I would have before. Would a parent ringing make any difference as to what, uh, what grade they were getting or not? No, it wouldn't. And, and and when as a school teacher, have parents ever called you before to try and influence you? Not no. in relation to leaving cert or anything like that, but just try to influence your decisions in relation to you know, I suppose how you educate them. No. Uh, do I have co- like regular conversations with parents and stuff like that? Yeah, I, I will be after lunch today, uh, but not to do influence grades or anything like that. No. Okay, okay. Well, well hold on for a second. Uh, let me go to Ray. Ray, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Ray? Hey, Niall. How are you? Good, Ray. I mean, okay. Good decision, bad decision, and is it possible for parents to be influencing children or uh, parents parents to be influencing teachers? Right. Well, Niall, I I was listening to you, and you make some good points, but there is some letdowns. Where, where I think we're coming from, remembering that situation. Uh, say, for example, people won't put down what they won't get. That's not on the, on the CAO forms. That's not necessarily true. All our career guidance teachers told us to always aim. Aim the, high. No, aim for the middle of your CAO form. So put down, say, one, two, three, what you don't expect to get, four, five, six, what you'd like to get, and then seven, eight, nine, just an emergency, so you have something. So to say that they won't put down something to get, I put down I wanted to be a doctor. No, it'd never be, but I would put it down in Sligo because I hope that no one would want <laughs> to go all the way down to Sligo. Do you know what I mean? Yeah but, you will, yeah, but you might not want to be a doctor if you don't think you have the academic no, no, ability to be one. that's an example. I did yeah. like, but I'm saying, like, I put it down because I, I was advised to so that. I think actually, team. by the way, just just as a point of interest, I think midwifery is the highest amount of points that you need, isn't it? Midwifery, I think, as far as I know. Yeah, yeah, I'm just picking that because yeah. everybody assumes it's a doctor. I don't yeah. know. I, I would, I, I'd be a dangerous doctor if I was ever a doctor. <laughs> but uh, the secondary schools, there's something you forget, and I agree with you. Uh, we're opening two weeks after the proposed. Secondary schools can start up to three months late, so they can start... October, November, December, and still just don't have summer holidays. This will have to be agreed with teachers' unions, of course, but there is uh, options there for secondary schools, which which you forget, but there's none, none for uh, uh, sickness. So, for example, if someone gets sick and dies, the, the, the uproar over it, there'll be trouble. But the last thing that everybody, I think, has missed at the moment, and it was just it's something that struck me when all this came out, is... It's all the fee-paying schools. All the fee-paying schools in Dublin rely on their students getting certain high marks. Yes. Because it's a great advertisement when it appears on the 61 
knew that such and such a person got six straight A ones. And this is the school they went to, yeah. Yeah, advertised at the school, and you can bet enrolment in that school increases. The but, they, but the government year. did say they were going to take this into consideration when the grades went back to central government of the Department of Education. They will be looking at the averages for those schools to make sure nobody is stepping outside they, the average. They say they'd be looking at the average. Behind closed doors, I don't mean this now in a rude way. Uh, do you, who, what school do you think will be watched the most? The school in South Dublin that fee pays or the school in, on the north side of Dublin? In a socially deprived area? Yeah, that has all of a sudden uh, <laughs> seven students seven. with seven A1s. Yeah. Like, who do you think is going to be watched? Ab- no, and that's the reason why they're saying this, that there won't be seven students with A1s on the north side uh, of Dublin yeah, in a socially deprived area. But here's the thing. You could have seven students that have suddenly drastically improved. So that could happen. It's not about above the realms of possibility. Unlikely. But. I approved greatly in the mocks over yeah. the leaving cert because I didn't take the mocks serious. Well, nobody did. But unfortunately now, retrospectively, we probably, well, we probably in future, we should, just in case this ever happens again. Lads, I've run out of time. Ray, I'm sorry for cutting you a little bit short, Graham. Thanks very much as usual for coming on the air. I appreciate it, even though we give you a hard time every now and again. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.